I always say you are the common denominator in every relationship that you ever had. It's not that you're at fault for any of that, but if you look at your entire relational patterns, you are the only one that is consistently there. So if you want something to change, you have to do something about you and what you call in and how you show up and how you treat yourself. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. I have my special guest today, Laura Patricia Martin, who is a love and relationship expert, trauma and somatic attachment specialist, the super host of the podcast, Healing to Happy. So excited to have you here, Laura. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you're an attachment specialist. So of course, we're going to talk about just that because that is a very common human trait to have is to have emotional attachment to the people we love, is to have that feeling of affection and closeness that help us sustain these meaningful relationships over time in our life. So I'm going to go straight into the goodies. What are signs of healthy emotional attachment in a relationship? Yeah, and so interdependence, right? It's when you have your independence and you know how to be with other people. We tend to shy, we tend to get caught up in the pop psych of anxious and avoidant and we get lost in these kind of tendencies and where you want to be is secure. And so that would mean feeling secure with people. You're good at being alone and you're good at being with other people. I love that. So when does attachment become unhealthy? Yeah, when you start to get either anxious or avoidant. So you can think of in conflict, right? Are you someone that when someone, it's natural, if someone pulls away, you start to cling a little bit more. That's a very natural tendency. But in conflict, is it, you know, they're going to love me and leave me. I don't want to be too much. If I don't do the work, someone else has, like, if I don't do the work, no one else will. You're leaning in and you're kind of clinging and chasing within the relationship, whether that's friendships, whether that's business, whether that's money. These are, that's the anxious. Avoidant is I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to disassociate. I'm going to um, just take myself out of the situation so I don't have to think about it. And I don't really like being around other people. I feel like a burden. I have been let down by other people in the past. So therefore, I feel like I have to stand on my own two feet. And neither one of these are bad. They're just coping mechanisms that we learned in our past. And so when we lean too far in these directions, because there are times of self-soothing and there are times of leaning into people to get support and chasing and doing certain things. But when we lean too far into these directions is when they become unhealthy and they're starting to interrupt how we connect with people and we can start to feel the dysregulation in our body and we can start to feel just out of sorts with who we are and who we're attracting or the type of clients we're attracting or the friendships and we we see it in all dynamics you know if we have it in one we can definitely see it happening in the other yeah so you mentioned this is obviously it goes to all types of relationship right whether that's intimacy or just friendship but i think either way whatever the relationship we're talking about here it has to do with love. So is there a difference between attachment versus love? Ooh, really good question. I think when we're in healthy love, we have healthy attachment. And when we're in unhealthy love, we have unhealthy attachment because we learn how we learn our attachment styles through relationship, right? From early ages, from older ages, like there's all different touch points that we have within our 
lifetime that taught us how to be healthily attached for someone or just coping mechanisms. At the end of the day, we are just learning how to self-soothe. That's all that's happening. So when it comes to love, it's, it is, it's, it's when it's a healthy love, you're usually more secure because you feel more safe with these people. I was actually just having a conversation with my therapist around this. Like I've been in therapy since I was 13 on and off. And, and with this certain therapist, I have had a lot of transformation within a short period of time. And we we're kind of just breaking down why that is. And it was, I have trust with you. Therefore, I feel safe. So therefore my body can relax and I can open up to the transformation that I'm trying to currently call into my life. And so when we're in those kind of dynamics, that's where I would see it playing into is when you're in a healthy balance of the two, you're going to have the healthy balance of the other because they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you feel like you are in a healthy attachment style where your partner on the other receiving end, they're more attached to you? What would you do? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the goal, right? Your purpose isn't to wait for someone to be the securely attached person. And then you get to just be the chaotic one. The goal is you are the secure one and you get to then mirror to the model, the type of behavior that you want into the world. And then people can model back to you and you wait to see that. Because the truth is, if someone has an insecure attachment style and you are securely attached, you will help them co-regulate. You'll show them healthy ways of doing things because you're so secure in yourself. So say you have an anxious tendency when you're out of alignment. That's my that's my way. When I am in alignment and I'm regulated and I have all my stuff and I've done my work, I can see when someone's an avoidant or an anxious and I can see their pattern and I don't play into it. Right. And this is because of the work that I'm in. I, I, I'm the secure one when it comes to clients. I'm the, you know, in these kind of departments, friendships, partnerships, all that kind of stuff. So I can see it without getting attached to it. And then, yes, at times you can feel yourself pull and then you come back and then you get to mirror the stability that that person is currently looking for. So if your partner is the insecure one, you can help to soothe them. If that person is the avoidant, you can help give them space without making that mean anything about yourself. And it's just this touch point for people to come and go until they learn that, oh, this is safe. And then they get to start mirroring back that type of security back to you, which is a beautiful experience that we get to gift. And that's the domino effect of doing this nervous system work is you set a new tone for a very common thing happening in society right now, which is all these insecure attachments being projected onto other people, unfortunately. Yeah. So how do you break from an attachment to someone if you feel it's unhealthy, though? Again, it, this is the wobble between abuse and toxicity, right? Because I've had, I've come from a background of domestic violence and sexual assault and abuse and cheating and things like that, where there's a lot of work you have to do on your own and for yourself to become okay enough to leave those circumstances and get the support that you need. I didn't do that alone. I went through the 12 steps. I had a whole bunch of healers that helped me through that because it is a different caliber. When, say, it's a, <laughs> needy friend and you're an entrepreneur those things are hard because you can tell that they have an insecure attachment and they have an anxious attachment and they need more of your time and as an entrepreneur that's just not it doesn't they it doesn't work that way i say this to my friends all the time i'm like i'll see you once a month and that once a month will be extraordinary for you but i'm not the friend that you text all day long i am not the friend that you like just call out like that's just not me because that's not the space or the life that i am in but when i'm with you i am with you and so when you have those dynamics it's not necessarily unhealthy it's just not a match to your lifestyle it's a conversation sometimes those things just naturally fade out because you realize the difference points of levels of neediness 
Um, you have honest conversations with people where it's like, like I just said, this is the type of friend I am. I know the type of friend that I am. I know the type of part. I know when I'm in partnership, I know my needs and what I need. It's knowing yourself in this way and being comfortable to communicate that and set the boundaries and set the standard for what you want. But the biggest thing in that is, are you that type of person that's say you're anxious or say you're a high value friend and you require a little bit more? Are you, you know, delivering on what you're demanding? Are you giving? Are you just taking? There's this type of dynamic where you really start to look at it and you go, okay, these are my needs. This is also what I give. This is a fair match. And so you can start to kind of play with this within your relationships and just have honest communication. I think a lot of the times we're forgetting how to do that in this modern day. So it's really just, there's a whole bunch to it, to be honest, but really looking at that communication, knowing yourself and learning how to communicate that effectively. Yeah, that is so true. I was just talking for a friend yesterday, how we're texting people so much. And then many times that text just stops. And then we're so confused in our communication, what is really going on with each other in that communication and relationship. A hundred percent. And it's also being vulnerable, asking people, like creating more depth and intimacy. This is a thing I talk about a lot in my pages or on my podcast where it's like, there's no shortage of people to date. There's no friends to meet. We have these apps. We have masterminds. We have online groups. We have no shortage. The shortage is intimacy. We don't know how to be intimate with people, whether it's friends, whether it's business, whether it's a partner. We don't know how to be vulnerable and open ourselves up because we're all trying to play this charade of like, if I'm really me, can you choose me? And like, that's where the insecurity really comes from, right? And then it's like, oh, you're leaving me hanging. Are you leaving me on red? It's like, go fall so in love into your life that you forget, like you wouldn't even notice if someone left you on red. Who cares? Like, those are the things that we want to get people to that the more security in who you are, and then you become an elevated match for people that are also more secure. I love that. I love that. And I also really like that you mentioned the word intimacy, because sometimes I feel like people they're confused about intimacy and attachment. Mm -hmm. Like, where is that borderline? Where is that boundary? Like, are we too intimate? Are we too attached? Or we're just regular intimacy? Like, where is that boundary for people? Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between trauma spilling and actual intimacy. A lot of us will, especially if you've been through trauma, you want someone to just understand you and you think, let me just spill all my trauma onto you so you know everything about me. And then there's no mistake of you ever finding anything out about me. And then blah, 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 blah. And then they end up leaving you because now they know everything. And we don't actually know the art of mystery or dating or how this whole thing works. The science of attraction, people, this is how this, there's a whole thing we can go on for that. But this is that difference where it's like, there is intimacy. You're who you are. And if you have a high standard for yourself, it should cost a lot to be in your presence and to know more about you. It shouldn't just be right away. You're just spilling everything. And that isn't to say you're playing games. It's just you are a high value human being. No one think of it that you give someone a piece of cake, right? And you give them a piece of cake versus the whole thing. If they have a slice of the cake, they're going to keep, they could eat that birthday cake all week long and they're never going to get sick of it. If they ate that cake right there in one sitting, they are probably going to vomit into the toilet. Like, and then they're going to swear off cake for the rest of their lives. Like it, it's those kind of things where intimacy is the slow burn, letting someone get access to you, not needing to spill it all onto them so that, well, if you find out about me, blah, 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 like all these things, it's this slow burn. It's this access. You don't know anyone for months until you know them. 
you know, like it's, it's, it's very slow burn to get to know someone versus trauma spilling where you're like, I'm going to tell everything about you and falsify this as intimacy. And therefore, and now we have a trauma bond and that's where we get into those attachment problems. That's honestly very common in modern dating right now because of apps and relationships and things of that nature. Cause we just, we don't get this whole aspect yet. Yeah. And I think you can tell from the words they use, like, mm-hmm. are they, what kind of right are they using? Like they were abandoned or they were, someone left them or yeah. they had a beautiful experience. So we can tell like, right. We are humans. We feel that difference. Exactly. And you can tell the energy of when you have finally done the work on yourself. It's hard to <laughs> like, you can call it spade a spade real quick. And you're just like, oh, I remember that time in my life. Either uh, you remove yourself from the situation or I don't know, you turn them into a client. <laughs> we'll see. Like, <laughs> yeah, but our energy is super precious. A hundred percent. And if you're listening, you're beautiful, you're remarkable, and you deserve all the best. You deserve to live the epic life of your choosing by your design. Exactly. I love that. I love this conversation about attachment, and I hope you've gotten some little nuggets. So what is a favorite quote that you go by in life, Laura? I always say you are the common denominator in every relationship that you ever had. And a lot of people can reject that and get mad about it. I know I did when it came to like abuse and stuff. And that's not what I'm saying. It's not that you're at fault for any of that. But if you look at your entire relational patterns, you are the only one that is consistently there. So if you want something to change, you have to do something about you and what you call in and how you show up and how you treat yourself. And then you'll start to see the world mirror back something completely different. And it's going to be glorious because you deserve all of that. You deserve the beauty. You deserve the love. You deserve the depth and the intimacy. It just starts with you. Yes. Yes. You deserve healthy attachment, healthy love, healthy life. Everything's so beautiful. Perfect. Laura, where can we check out your work? Yeah, come hang out. I'm most active over on Instagram, which is it's Laura Patricia Martin, ITS, Laura Patricia Martin. And from there, you can find your way through and find all the little nuggets of wisdom and land in wherever you feel called to. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 